Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen. And alongside me, as always, is my music loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. What brings you in today, Kev? Uh, you know, a, when I bend over, everything hurts, and then I cough. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it interesting. Seem good. Yeah, I don't think I can help you with that. I don't but think I was either. hoping. I was hoping that in instead, uh, maybe the healing power of music can help cure some of that because it's time for one of our signature summer recaps. Yes. That we've never done before. <laughs> our, our first annual summer recap. Yes. Uh, but, hey, maybe we'll keep it going. Since Dad Rock Summer has come to a close, uh, before we enter the fall, we wanted to uh, look back at some of our favorite albums that came out in the past few months. And this is going to be a jumbo-sized edition of our segment where we talk about all the music we've been loving in touts Touts. so we wanted to catch up with all the touts that we haven't highlighted over this past summer you know we've been doing dad rock summer haven't been touting as much i also didn't listen to a lot of music i've been listening to podcasts more but yeah but still uh managed to fit in the important ones and we've got a solid list here of great albums and I'm going to start us off talking about an album from two heavy hitters, two goats, just like we saw this summer in Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, <laughs> but this is Danger Mouse and Black Thought with cheat codes. And honestly, like, every, I was tough to pick a song from this. Like, the first six are, like, mm-hmm. amazing. And then there's... The whole album's really great. Like the production's so good on every song. No surprise coming from Danger Mouse. But I of course went with Belize, which features MF Doom, posthumous verse from the late MF Doom. And uh I love this song because it feels like it could be a root song. Just yeah. I mean, with Black Thought rapping over this like moody beat. Uh, but also you hear Danger Mouse's impact as well. And like throughout the album, you'll hear like, oh, that kind of reminds me of Broken Bells or this sort of what he did on that album with Karen O. And uh, so many great collaborations. You hear his mark on it, but also Danger Mouse. And then you have an amazing verse from MF Doom posthumously. And uh, yeah, this was definitely one of the standouts, even though it's a little darker, a little moodier and laid back. It's still super like hard hitting and catchy too yeah luke i think our first each of our first picks uh we had to debate who was going to take which um yeah and this album has probably been the one i've played the most since it came out um it's it's incredible and you you did pick the right song i think the mf doom verse is really a standout on the album like obviously because he yeah. has passed away but uh it's it's very good it's one of his best i've yeah. been like listening to a lot of mf doom since this came out and like it fits among some of his best songs uh so i yeah. i've really been a fan of it danger mouse just an all-time collaborator 
I mean, he's, he is, I love Broken Bells and that Karen O project he did. Uh, Have you ever heard his project with the late Sparkle Horse? No. That's another really good one. Yeah. I I thought you were going to make a joke. Have you ever heard his project with CeeLo Green? Um, No. Because I I do feel like Gnarls Barkley. Love Gnarls Barkley back oh, in the day. Everyone loved Gnarls Barkley. Yeah. I did a 20 questions with Annie the other day. Like we were just doing that in the car because we were bored. And it was it was Gnarls Barkley, and she was just like, I have no guess. Like she <laughs> I was like, and then I was like, Gnarls Barkley. She's like, oh. Like hadn't thought of them in years, but like absolutely should have known who they are. Um I had their scratched up CD that I'm pretty sure I have here, and it got so scratched up to the point where it's like missing half of the like bottom part of it, but Jeez. I still kept it. I hope I hope Crazy is still untouched because that really is a all time song. Yeah, but yeah, those uh, two heavy hitters of hip hop. That yeah. album is amazing. Yeah. So, as teased, uh, this and its album. This is an album you also really liked, and uh, someone we played on the podcast uh, just before yeah. it came out. Uh, and I am going with the track What I Want off of Muna's self-titled Muna album. And this album yeah. uh, had a lot of hype going in. I feel like Silk Chiffon really put them on everyone's radar. Yeah, and, uh, and all song. And, and uh, Anything But Me, the song we played, was also very big. Um, and I so chose good. the second song in the album, which is... A little bit more like electro synthy. Um, it's kind of it's kind of clubby, but I I think yeah. it really showcases Muna um, as just like a very high energy, really powerful group. And uh, that song got a lot of spins in my like music I'm digging playlist over the summer. It's always a high energy banger. Yeah, it's great. And the song after it is even more like ominous, clubby. Um, and then I love the song Solid. That was the other one I was considering, which is very, like, 80s synthy. But, yeah, like, just such big anthemic pop. So good. And um, then some, like, really beautiful, more quiet songs, too. And, like, in between there, too. But, like, I my relationship with this album in why it was one of my first picks is because when I was coming back from Ireland and I was starting to not feel good and I was on the plane... And it was, like, setting in that, like, I probably have COVID on the plane back from Ireland. And uh, I just was listening to this album over and over again to make me feel better because I was stressing out about it. Like, oh, dear God, am I going to get back home? Um, and, yeah, so it's it was a comforting album for sure. And it's, like, there's some very, like, beautiful, emotional, heart-wrenching songs and some, like, upbeat like you're saying, this one is a good like upbeat sort of synthy one, but yeah, uh, I yeah, I, I think album. I think Muna really shows like they are very multifaceted with this album. Uh, it it could have been a lot of Silk Chiffon knockoffs, but it wasn't, and I yeah. think it's really uh really goes to show like they have staying power. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, my next one, which I just recently listened to, but it was on my radar for a while on my list to listen to, uh, Jid, or J-I-D, with the Forever Story. Uh, This is really a step forward for him, I'd say, because, I mean, I really liked his DiCaprio 2 album and enjoyed his style. I sort of was like, oh, yeah, he sounds like Kendrick Lamar at first, 
but he really shall not be reduced to that because he does at times, but he's, I feel like, got a very full, very varied flow on this album and even sings on some songs and just some really like, I just, you can more of an artistic uh, work that he's put forward here and like the production throughout is really good and varied as well creates a different mood and i picked the song radar which is just like going hard out the gate Mm -hmm. uh great opening it's because there's a like less than a minute intro song this is the second song but uh then uh there's like multiple switch ups in the song and it's so good a whole team of producers you know working on it and the switch ups are so like he goes hard and then sort of breathes that goes hard again, then sort of breathes, and then it shifts into this different thing, and then does a different thing in the end. And just throughout this album, there was so many uh, great songs and good features. You got Kenny Mason, Earth Gang, Twenty One Savage, which surround sound I didn't realize was going to be on this album because that was maybe should have been my pick. I but that was such an early like banger earlier in the year yeah. and didn't know what album it was coming on. So then that just adds to the power of this one. You got Lil Wayne coming later, Yasin Bey, uh, so many good features, Raven Linnae. And uh, so, yeah, it's an awesome album from top to bottom. And I've, uh, I've been loving it. Yeah. I think that uh, with Jid, Jaddy, I still think the jury's out on which one it is. Like, I've heard both. He's said both in yeah. music, so it's tough to know. Uh, but I think that I, a lot of people saw that, like, the potential that he could be, like, one of the great hip-hop albums um, with his last several. But, like, they weren't all strung together in a way where it did yeah. kind of enter that, that conversation. And this one has succeeded like it, it is it yeah. is a full complete album with no weak spots it's it's top to yeah. bottom bangers a, a best song ever favorite um i i i have not spent a ton of time with this album but because i mean it, it only came out a couple weeks ago but yeah. i've really enjoyed uh you know the few listens that i've got with it and i'm sure that it's gonna continue to get spun uh for the rest of the year yeah for sure it's uh it's a strong output. I remember seeing him at, at Mopop in twenty eighteen and the one song I really knew was like the one fifty one rum one, which is really good. But uh yeah, definitely I was blown away by this album. Really well done. And another hip hop album that from this year that I've been listening to a ton is Brent Fayez with Wasteland. And Luke, I think you shouted this out when it came out and turned me on to it. Uh, oh really yeah i haven't even listened to it oh he's been on a bunch of other um like time yeah. creator stuff i think he's he's kind of he was on the melodic blue the baby keem album yep, your, he was your on fave. Um... but he uh this album's really good it's a little um it can get like frank oceany at times like he'll do some singing which i really enjoy um and you know how big of a frank ocean fan i am and like not to yeah. simply compare the two but uh I, there's a term in sports that the best ability is availability, uh, meaning it's better to be around um, than to be great and nowhere to be seen, which I'm kind of feeling <laughs> with Frank Ocean uh, as, a, as a hardcore fan now. Like, I don't know what he's up to. Hopefully music. Um, 
but in the meantime, like Brent Fayez stands out on his own with an incredible album. Again, um, like like the Forever Story with a ton of good features from Tyler the Creator, um, Alicia Keys, someone who's not my favorite, but Drake is on it. Um, it's a really mm. great album. Wow. It's gotten a lot of play across the summer from me. And uh, I think that one is going to is gonna last for me all year. Like, I think that's going to be in my end of year discussion. Yeah. It would take a lot of good music to knock it out. Nice. I really need to listen to it. And Scott Tyler. Yeah, the track the track I chose um, has DJ Dahi and Tyler the Creator on it. And I think it's the most Frank Ocean track on the album. So very much up my alley. Mm, nice. My next one, another one uh, that I was listening to before I went to Ireland. This was an earlier summer release. Uh, the Great Bar Tea Strange with Farm to Table. And this song is so, like, it's just a journey. I picked the song Wretched, where it starts out with, like, the moodier guitar, um, which he does that really well, like, and goes some interesting places on the album because he's got, does the sort of, in the vein of, like, your Phoebe Bridgers, uh, but does that really, like, sort of spacious guitar, like, really emotional, beautiful songs, uh, but then throws in some switch ups and some interesting uh, stuff throughout the album that you're like, Whoa, but the production's always awesome. Instrumentation is great. And the vocals and when the beat kicks in on this one and he's just like belting it out in the chorus of wretched, it's so great. And then it goes back to like, it goes from like a sort of like throbbing chorus to then like quiet acoustic guitar and then sort of builds back up into a more, spacious produced thing and it's it's just so awesome and barty's was really made a uh splash on his first album i was blown away by that but then uh he's just been going up and up and this album i feel like is just taking it to the next level also the song uh cosigns he lists all his like friends and musical heroes who are like co-signing him one of them's phoebe Mm-hmm. One of them's Lucy. I was trying to pick them all up. I'm like, he said Justin. Is that supposed to be Justin Vernon? Uh, mentions Courtney Aussie, Courtney Barnett. So, this this dude's clearly uh, all the all the good good people can tell that he's amazing and one of the artists to watch right now. Yeah, this I, I'm glad you picked this song because it is my favorite on the album, and I'm surprised that this album hasn't been everywhere. Um, I feel like it still is yeah. somewhat of a sleeper. Um, yeah, still a little underrated. But I th- I think it's been a really solid album. It's, like, bigger than anything else he's ever done. Like, it's just, like, the yeah. production, the, the lyricism, everything. And uh, it's been really... It, I've, I've listened to this quite a bit. It's been one of my faves. I'm glad you picked it. Yeah. Uh, I am going with an artist who I think has also evolved with their newest album and that's beach bunny uh their album emotional creature came out earlier this summer and i'm choosing not the banger of the album um like i usually would but i'm going with love song which is the last track in the album and i think is really closes it out quite um perfectly it's it's a bit um more acoustic-y i really can't say that it's fully acoustic because it's pretty largely produced but um you know a lot of their other stuff can be a little more punky and i think this comes off yeah. as more singer songwriter um hmm. and i really like this album I, th- I think it's again like it's gonna stay around for me 
Uh, I've been a huge fan of them since their last album, which like I thought was good, but like had moments of being great. And the EPs and singles they've released since have like really intrigued me, and I was hoping they could all like get stitched into one great album, and I think they did that. Yeah, I really like this band, love that EP, and I haven't spent enough time with this. That's going to be a common theme for all of yours, is that most of them, other than Muna, I've listened to a little bit, but need to spend some more time with, but I really loved that Beach Bunny EP, so I want to check this out some more. Yeah, and I absolutely need to spend some more time on some of the stuff that you've uh, suggested. I think that's that's what the fall's for. We got to just yeah. like figure out what we missed Catch in the up. summer. Yes, mustard. It's a deal. We're each going to listen to each other's stuff that we picked. Um, and my next one, you've heard for sure, because I played them on the podcast. And it truly was an album that stuck with me. I just listened to it, you know, I'm playing them on the podcast. But then these songs are so catchy. They got stuck in my head and uh, so many great lyrics. This is the album Too Much to Ask by Cheekface. And I played the opening track on the podcast, which was When Life Hands You Problems. And uh, that one is so great and catchy and just such a like great it's punch in the face start Just to the rip album. roaring out of the gate. Yeah, which like you're talking about how Beach Bunny, you know, sometimes they got some more punkier stuff. So this is a good order for the playlist, uh, even though they're going a bit of a new direction. And this is like just some fun, like goofy pop punk parquet courts meets pavement uh so it's like fun and silly but also with some powerful statements in there on this song especially yeah, especially the one picked, this one you always want to bomb the middle east uh and it's just so so great so many great lyrics in it where he's like basically be like you we want to like enjoy life and you know he's like you always want to bomb the middle east on your girlfriend when you could be like learning another language he says like learning portuguese or italian and then like all these other activities you could be doing other than sort of going down this sort of toxic wormhole and just uh sort of poking fun at those people but also sort of calling out some terrible behavior you know and uh that's what you get throughout the album yeah absolutely i'd love a good critique of american imperialism it always gets me and this song was just, like, endlessly stuck in my head. I could not get it out. So catchy. Well, that's a great segue to my next artist, who I'm not picking the song that has been an earworm all summer, but I am. Okay. It is on this album, and I'm choosing the album Gemini Writes from Steve Lacey, which is awesome. A fantastic yeah. album. And uh, Bad Habit is, like everywhere like i i hear that on tiktok it's stuck in my head i couldn't get out of my head for like three weeks because i would listen to the album because it was so good and then like annie would mm-hmm. show me a tiktok that had it and i'd be like oh, that's, that's a good steve lacy song that's great <laughs> and then like it just like it was a never-ending loop where i was like oh steve lacy i should listen to him and then i was like oh there's a tiktok whatever yeah, that, that i good. tiktok is a monster and it doesn't do great things with attention span and (laughs) data tracking, but it is so fascinating. Um, it's influence on music and how it can, I mean, like running up that hill was like the number one song of the summer. Thanks to stranger things like that. That is the reason why it started, 
but it it went viral but then it escalated um and i just like it's it has totally changed the music industry and like there's been a lot of discussion that artists have to be on tiktok like label mandates which you know Hmm. not great whatever well that's to be determined but it's hard to ignore it's It's hard not to be yeah yeah but anyway gemini writes i didn't I'm wondering if I've heard that coming out of Kyle's phone and didn't even realize it was Steve Lacey. I got to listen to this album some more. I did listen once and liked it, and I love Steve Lacey, but... I think uh, this is his most approachable... Moch approachable? Moch? I think this is his most approachable album, because um, I really liked Apollo 21, but I think it kind of had yeah. some, some weirdness in it. That... Yeah, it was definitely very weird, and that's probably why i loved it <laughs> yeah well and i i think this one um he like dials that down a little bit but still like maintains yeah. um the personality that shows through, right. through all of his music so i think it's really i mean obviously why it's it is so viral and so big because it is so catchy and approachable but the it yeah the rest of the album backs it up it's very good i chose the song static um which is another one of the big songs in here but also awesome and you were calling Danger Mouse the great collaborator. And my last pick comes from another great collaborator who it's Kenny Beats. And he has not yet, until this new album, Louie, this was his first one that he put out just by himself without a collaborator. The famous Unlocked with Denzel Curry the famous anger management with Rico nasty. And then he had other collaborations before that as well. And, uh, but this one's his first just by himself and it's great. It's just instrumental with a few like verses. I don't think they're anybody. I think they might be chopped in there sort of because they Mm -hmm. don't sound like full verses or anything, but just so, so great. So many, uh, great, like instrumental tracks, a bit of ambientness going on, you know, because it's instrumental and electronic, like it feels like one of those albums, but still because it's Kenny Beats, it's just so engaging and catchy throughout. And I picked the song Hold My Head, which is just classic sunny day instrumental hip hop, like windows down, cruising, got some great horns going on. And uh, it's just just a great vibe. And there's definitely like some darker ones, which I was like, a little, oh, this is interesting for Kenny. And some stuff that I, I feel like even the old school sample based stuff, he doesn't always do that. You know, he does a lot of different stuff working with different artists. And so it was kind of cool to see just his style without the influence of any other artist. Yeah, I haven't listened to this yet, so I'm really excited to check it out. Yeah, um, has like anyone it. called Kenny Beats the Caveman yet? Oh, I don't know. Because that, that'd be That's... pretty good. That would be good. Yeah. Kenny beats the caveman. Let's ca- let's he let's... change his name to that. No, let's just coin that. It's just like you know yeah. how uh, how Kanye Jesus like the caveman yeah. himself. Kenny beats the caveman. Hey, any, anytime we talk about him going forward, we're gonna call him the caveman for sure. Absolutely. It's him and Nick Kroll. And uh, like the cavemen were visited by aliens. My next, I don't know. My next song uh, is. The alien superstar herself, uh, you know, one of the biggest artists in the world, Beyonce. Maybe you've heard of her. Yeah, you guys might have heard of her um, with Renaissance, which, I like, I saw this 
labeled part one at points. Mm. Um, so I don't yeah, know if this is I like that too. the first half of a project or what. Like I, really I think that I think she announced that there was going to be a part two, but okay, yeah, um, I'm not sure. And like Beyonce, I don't have to say that Beyonce is good. You guys yeah. know this, um, but it's been like several years since Lemonade came out, which I think was an album where she took a lot of steps stylistically away from pop and into hip hop and and other forms. And I think she continues that walk on this album, but leans a little bit more towards like club and pop, uh, like her previous stuff. I I think she has the stuff to say that she did in lemonade, but I think she says it again in a more approachable way this time around. Um, and like break my soul rules it's such a good song um and i it's my special shout out but i'm going to the alien superstar because i think that is so indicative of beyonce who is just kind of on another level she's just um above the rest in just like image uh and release i mean she like coined the surprise release probably she's the first one i can think of doing it yeah um, with as far as these major artists for sure yeah well yeah that's the thing is that like anyone can surprise release something but if yeah it, you could just not care about it i surprise <laughs> could... i surprise release an album like three times a week but nobody knows yeah. um but she, i mean this this album is fantastic i'm a big fan um it does go a lot of places it's got some hits it's got some deeper more introspective tracks but i'm a big fan and it was uh because i first was like because uh, I listened to again, I need to spend a lot more time with it, but I did listen to some of it, and I was like, "Oh, this sounds pretty cool." And I was like, "What's up with Drake?" Did like a housey dance hall like thing, and now Beyonce's going more house too. Is that just what all these major <laughs> artists are gonna do? Is just go house? But then I found out like that hers was like influenced by like drag and like ballroom mm-hmm. uh, as well, and so. I think uh, it's pretty cool what she's doing. And every song I heard was awesome. So I want to listen to the rest of it because I was like, I mean, I'm not surprised. I was expecting a Beyonce album to be awesome. But, yeah, I was digging it. Yeah, absolutely. is good. Breaking news, Beyonce album, good. More like baking news. (laughs) Because bae. I think your internet's frozen, Kevin. Something's happened. Nope, it's oh, not wait, frozen. No, you just blinked. <laughs> <laughs> just well, staring at me. Yeah, those are 10 great albums. I've got some homework to do on listening to a few. Yeah. You do too, Luke. Uh, and what are you excited for in the fall? Me? Yeah. Moi? Yeah. I mean, of course, of course, we got Taylor Swift's Midnight's coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, on the same day, Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, that's oh, gonna right. Be so very... that's going to be a big day for sure. Yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, I'm not sure. I need to uh, need to look ahead and see what's coming. Yeah. Well, we know it's coming this week, and it's the New Music Friday releases that we're excited for. Let's talk about them in shouts. A couple great albums this week I'm really looking forward to. We have Santa Gold with Spirituals. 
Uh, I'm excited to check that out. I've heard a couple of the singles, and they've been really good. So I'm hoping that album, uh, you know, matches. Yeah. And Sampa the Great with As Above, So Below. The incredible Sampa the Great. Great, even. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's put out some really cool music, so I'm excited to check out more. I was late listening to her album and just listened to it recently, and it was so awesome. Yeah, absolutely. One. It's been a couple of years, too. So, All right. Well, my first one, shouts to Built to Spill. Amazing rock band from the 90s. Loved them for years now with When the Wind Forgets Your Name. Always excited for new stuff from them. Uh, Preoccupations, great post-punk band uh, with arrangements. And then another uh, artist we played on the pod many, many years ago, along with uh, Sampa the Great, uh, Sudan Archives. And uh, she has Natural Brown Prom Queen coming out. So check nice. that out. And that's going to do it for us this week. We got to talk about our three daddies. We're Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Head over there. Check out all the great stuff on planetant.com. And you can join our Discord and then offshelf.net check it out it's on the internet head over there see brian's my cousin's bar none hip-hop column get some great suggestions i got suggestions from him for today's thing so he's got many more over there go check out his bar none playlist and that's going to do it for us this week as always i'm luke leben saying you better check your perspective And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is Best Song Ever with a signature summer recap. Well, it's Best Song Ever. Not a podcast better. Jokes are clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.